This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Mershad Satayesh. Mershad is the CTO at NextHell Technologies. Mershad, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, John. Glad to be here. Oh, we're delighted to have you. So, Mershad, let's start with a, a brief background of yourself. Can you give us a, an overview of your journey in technology from where you got started, some of the roles you've held along the way, and, and take us up to just before you joined NextHealth? Sure. I've been in the space more than 35 years. I got started in here at an age of uh, 15 because I fell in love with software and with computers. And since then, I have expanded my role from a software engineer to a lead, uh, to a manager, to a director, and finally to CTO and a CIO and where I have spent the past about maybe close to 15 years of my time in the executive management. And, and specifically here in the next health, I, I manage the role of a CTO. And previously, I was a CTO in a company called Collective Intellect that we started in 2006 and we sold it to Oracle in 2012. And from 2012 to 2019, I enjoyed being a VP of Software Engineering. Thank you for sharing that journey. I appreciate it. And you've given an overview of what's led you to where you're at today, which leads nicely then into your current role. So can you tell us all about Nextel Technologies, who you are as a business, what the mission of the organization is, and then give us some insight into your role as the CTO? So here in Nextel, we apply advanced analytics to healthcare claims and RX claims data that we receive from insurance companies. And our goals is to help them optimize or remember outreach programs. So they send us their millions and millions of records uh, on a regular basis. And we try to understand which specific outreach program is working and uh, how to improve it. And if it's not working, uh, what are the root causes? Specifically, we first measure these programs, the success of these programs, then we move on to targeting where we identify a member population that we think they are the best candidates for these programs. And thirdly, we do optimization. So we track the success of these programs and then we optimize those programs as, as it goes by. And specifically, some of these programs, they touch spaces such as diabetes, uh, telehealth, uh, subscription rate increase, ER reduction, smoke cessation, and what have you. So the stack that we built here in Nextel Technology, working with a very advanced team of software engineers, data scientists, product managers, product owners, DevOps, Cloud Ops, IT Ops, SecOps, API engineers, QA folks, UI folks. It's a full stack, cross-functional agile teams that they are responsible for building this platform and the expertise of this platform is to offer, first of all, a SaaS UI that is deployed in Azure 
and also on the backend side, the platform itself. It's a platform that combines big data analytics with a advanced AI and machine learning. We sit on top of a SAP and also open source modules such as um, Spark, Postgres, Airflow, the Flask, and our front end is uh, React based. And behind the scene, what we do is that we have a set of algorithms that they are specifically tuned for doing clustering and doing matching, propensity score matching, doing lift computation. And our machine learning modules, they train themselves on customer data. That's one big difference that we have here with the um, standard machine learning approach, whereas you train the models in a test environment and you push them to production, whereas our models, they are trained in production on customer data specific. For example, we get two years of customer data and we train the models on the first year, and then we apply the built model to the latest year, to the current time period, in order to do some of the computation that I mentioned. And that's on the um, technology side. So let me just talk about the agile methodology that we have. We have seven agile teams, they are cross-functional. They have in their data scientists, API engineers, UI engineers, data processing engineers, data engineers, QA, product owner, scrum master, and a tech lead. And these agile teams are empowered to implement features on their own from end to end, and all the way from the UI to the API, to all the database changes, to the backend changes, to all the data science-based algorithms and to the deployment models. So not only we built seven agile teams, at the same time, we built a CI/CD pipeline that can operate in a dev environment, in a QA environment, and in a, a production environment. And we release on a regular basis. And then our sprints, they are two weeks long, and we are fully agile. We go through the entire set of ceremonies, planning, grooming, retrospectives, quarterly planning, and stand daily standups, scrum of scrums. And what have you. So I, my time, a portion of my time is focused on hiring. It's very important to me to build a, a group of smart and independent engineers that they are go-getters. And also another part of my time is just working with the teams, working with the agile teams to build this advanced platform and the front-end application. And in addition to that, work with the management team to do yearly planning. And once we do the yearly planning, then break it down into each quarter, come up with specifically goals and OKRs. We are very OKR specific. And those OKRs, not only they are about the features that the teams are going to deliver, but also about professional development. So I care a lot about the professional development of our teams and make sure that on a quarterly basis, we work with them and we give them an opportunity to grow in their expertise. Marshad, you talked about the, the various themes there that exist at Next Health, and, and you also give some insight into use of machine learning. Can you give us some insight into what a, a typical project on the data science and, and machine learning side would look like from project brief to working on it and, and then implementation for your customers and give a sense of what impact this can have? Sure. Great question. So specifically, take an example of targeting. So for that feature set, one core IP is to identify populations 
that we think that population has an affinity towards a certain behavior. For example, let's take what is very popular these days is it telehealth because of course, telehealth became very popular and people, they can visit the doctors using telehealth, specifically telepsych, and then finding a, a population that their click-through rates and activating those population on specific outreach programs is very critical. Majority of the companies right now, what they do, they just do a marketing campaign to this population, whereas we go ahead and base on the uh, past behavior based on their previous subscription rate in various programs and through various channels such as email, social, and mail, phone, and what have you. We identify this population. So the machine learning itself goes through and then considers a set of trial populations that they could run into millions and tries to fine tune this population and come up with specific segments that then identifies each segment and also how that segment is going to perform better using what channels and using what messaging. So then you can imagine that there could be a population of women between 20 and 30 years old that they might be very open to social media. There could be another population that is very open to a email campaign. And the end result, John, is to make sure that this population registers into these programs. And so the model itself goes ahead and identifies these segments and, and also identifies the channels. And the model trains itself on customer data, as I mentioned in production for the, the year before, for example, we trained it in a year 2020 data. And then we apply that model to a population that we received in 2021. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. Obviously, with the impact of COVID over the last two years, there's been a, a surge of interest and in investment and growth in, in health technology. Can you give us uh, an overview of what the last two years have been like for Next Health and what the journey has been from when you first started to where you are now as a business? I would say there have been two major impacts, one of them on teams going remote. We were primarily operating with teams based here in Boulder and Denver area. And now we are hiring across the U.S. and even across the globe. We have teams in South America. We have teams in India. And then we have had folks in Denver who moved to other regions because working remotely, then they can afford that and they are open to that transition. So that's one thing to make sure that we still excel our engineering execution even while remote and then come up with specific means that they can perform and give them specifically the technology and make sure that it's secure because we deal with tons of healthcare data and then we are high trust certified and we want to make sure that we our HIPAA compliancy is very secure. So that has been one challenge, John. And the second thing is, as I mentioned, telehealth has become very important. So something that we have put in place is that when we get all the claims data from folks from our insurance companies who are our customers, 
we go ahead and we identify specifically KPIs for telehealth. For example, it could be telehealth subscriptions and we can identify a population for telepsych that they are taking personality disorder, for example, medications, or they're taking stress-related medications. We identify those population. We, we understand from a measurement perspective how those KPIs, they are behaving as of today and what the rate of subscription is. And then using the next target technology that I mentioned, we go ahead and we identify a subset of that population that we think that they're going to increase their telehealth. And then once we do that, we go ahead and we create a campaign for them. And then the customer goes ahead and executes the campaigns and they give us the result of this campaign on a regular basis. And we measure the success of this telehealth campaign with the ultimate goal of increasing um, the telehealth subscription rate. So I would say just trying to automate this entire execution end to end where you do a baseline assessment and then you try to understand what the, uh, the world looks like. And then at that moment, you come up with a recommendation for these KPIs and you tell them we recommend that you focus on this KPI. Then uh, once they agree to that, uh, then we build a population to optimize that KPI for, and then we reach out to the population and we track the success of that. So just putting a SaaS platform then through a very advanced UI and practical UI with a small number of click, click rates, they can go ahead and they can achieve their objectives in the UI. And behind the scene, we have a lot of automation that happens and also implementing on top of this advanced platform, a set of metrics uh, and dashboards that they keep track of how this pipeline is executing and that they alert us when there's some problem. So I think, you know, if I can summarize it, first of all, building remote teams and second of all, building an advanced UI that is backed by a, by a platform that can manage these tens of millions of claims that we receive in an automated fashion that is self-monitored. And that has been a very exciting challenge for us. Mashad, I want to now get some insight into what's next for Next Health Technologies, in particular, when we look at your data and AI team. Obviously, you guys have been growing over the past few years. So when you look ahead for 2022, what opportunities are there going to be for people who work in this field, whether it's on the data science side, machine learning or data engineering? What hires are you going to need to make and what do you look for when you're adding to your team? We are going to focus on becoming a marketplace in addition of the current customers that there are insurance companies also provide a, a vendor marketplace and then we can put in contact vendors and payers. So these vendors specifically, they are efficient in running certain expert programs such as diabetes control, such as smoke cessation, such as ER reduction and payers, they have certain needs in order to optimize the health of their members in these domains. So then provide a marketplace, all UI based, that then vendors, they can come through and then they can see uh, what needs insurance companies have. Insurance companies, they can see what vendors they are. They have a good rate of executing these programs and then put them in contact and pretty much become the same way that you have Carfax that provides a set of standards for all the car history, then provide a standard that for all these programs that these vendors are executing, and then the uh, payers, they can go ahead and they can review the execution according to one uh, set of metrics 
uh, across multiple vendors and trying to see which program is has the most optimization rates. So providing a marketplace that we can put vendors in contact with insurance companies, that's something that we are going to look into in 2020. Final question from me, Mershad. When you look at 2022 and the growing need for the technology and services that you and your team are providing, what are you most excited about for the future of Next Health? I'm very excited about the advancement that companies are doing in um, health. As we know, healthcare is lagging behind advanced technology compared to finance, compared to media entertainment, compared to CPG, or compared to travel industries. And then I'm very excited and um, glad to see that healthcare companies, they do understand that they can benefit tremendously from a advanced AI and advanced uh, data science applications and they are willing to invest into products and that those products, they are backed by these technologies. And also these healthcare companies, they want a very efficient and practical UI that can drive them towards their their member enrichment outreach programs. So looking forward to be working with our clients, as I mentioned, either insurance companies or vendors who want to benefit from this explosion of advanced technology in healthcare. Rashad, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us. I really appreciate you sharing Next Health's mission, giving us some insight into the the dynamic teams that you've got there with the various agile uh, teams working side by side. It's great to hear about the the consistent growth and and what's in store for everyone at Nextel next year. So we wish you, the team, and, and everyone else the best of luck in the years ahead. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. This was very fun. Glad to be part of this. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.